You ready, Maddie? Let's do it. Give me a C. Bring it in, ghost. Oh, yeah. We keep it real. Keep it real. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Lacey Henderson, she's the queen of track and field. Yeah. That rhymes is real, yeah. So she pit class in gym class, has world records, she go fast. Yeah, challenge her, she'll be last. She kick your ass, yeah. Number one, we get it done, let's have some fun. Hydrated mindset podcast song. Oh, I try to go it. a little oh off flow, God. like, uh, what's his like name? Like Lil Dick? Yeah, I love Lil Dicky, and I just couldn't hit it. Uh, hydrated mindset podcast, Martin, uh, Martin Scorsese's in <laughs> Marty. It's nice to meet you, Marty. I love your films. Yeah, you know. Can you turn me up uh, just a skosh? Skosh, okay. Lucy, Lacey. Lacey Hanson. I've been told like six names. You know, I you guess. What, is your, what is your name? It's what you feel at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, my name is Lacey. Lacey. Yeah. Is that with an I, an I-E, a Y? It's, uh, E-Y, a Y-E? like the adjective, Lacey, like Lacey. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> it's very frilly adjective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you don't yeah. seem frilly at all. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what frilly means, I guess, I don't context, either. but I wouldn't, I'd argue I'm not frilly. So I like guess flat, the visual is yeah. like lacy, soft, you you break apart easy, oh. it's sensitive. Frilly's like flat, on the day. fluffy. What? Flat, fluffy. Flat, flat it's fluffy. It's a flat, but fluffy is frilly. Right. Oh, I think I'm somewhere between frilly and fluffy. How t- how t- <laughs> I really <laughs> fluffy. Yeah. I'm in She's that range. Fluffy. <laughs> fluffy. I'm fluffy. Well, thank you for coming in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so you had you had you are a professional track runner now. Yeah, I do long jump. I know. I was like, oh, that's so nice. They think that I run. It's too far. Uh, I do long <laughs> jump professionally for U.S. Paralympics. Nice. Um, I'm a Paralympian. Nice. Competed at Rio 2016. I have the world record in the pole vault. But uh, I don't know how much you guys talk about sport organizing. We bodies. talk about, ironically enough, we talk about pole vaulting constantly. Really? Yeah. It wasn't Sergey Bubka. Do you know yeah, that name? Yeah, he's a Russian. He was like, he had the Russian world record wow. for a long time. Whoa. Steel so, poles, baby. Hello, Rain Man. Good job. <laughs> uh, I know that name because I had a family member in pole vault and I have, I just remembered it. I remember watching Sergey Bubka He was pole the vault. goat before all Frenchy, and now we have Mondo. My dad went to Olympic trials for pole vault. Oh, so it's like it's in the family. Like only a few families would just have like a pole vault pole and pits and just like general pole vault knowledge. That's some upper middle class <laughs> just stuff. A, yeah. Just a whole general knowledge of the pole vault. I don't feel like there's a lot of kids from five points who are like yeah, a couple lip us on stallions in the backyard. No, I mean I think it was mostly talent. Well, yeah, it's mostly talent. My dad grew up in Commerce City. He was jumping into like uh oh my gosh, what's it called? It was just like piles of dust, <laughs> like sawdust. Oh, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, like Commerce a City, man. if you're not from Colorado, Commerce City is, it looks like, um, what was the film it's with not Tom flippy. Hardy? No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like post-apocalyptic. Oh. There's like an oil refinery in the Mad, middle. It Mad looks Mad like if the world ended and then it looks we were fighting over water. Yeah. It's a little Blade Runner over there. there. Yeah, for sure. My uh, my grandparents' house was it's across the street from the dog track, which is also now no longer a thing. R.I.P. You know, because that's, that's depressing. I don't know how to get my money anymore. Wow. Wow. Greyhounds. So. Don't worry. There's crypto. So dog track commerce. So your dad was a pole vaulter. So how'd you, how did you actually get into track and field? So I, um, I guess, so I come from a track, a track and field family. My dad went to Olympic trials for pole vault. Um, he was a two time national decathlete champion, but, um, can you I, tell everyone who's not versed in Olympic sports what decathlon is? Decathlon is 10 events, baby. Let's see if I can remember them all right it's now. It's Brooklyn Jenner's event. Yes. Brooklyn Jenner. <laughs> You added, gave her a new one. Uh, what's her name? Miss Ms. Jenner. That's my dad's. My dad refuses. He's Bruce, like, Jenner? Bruce Jenner. Yeah. He, he trained with him. He's like, Bruce I was a genius. That is yeah. Bruce. Yeah, he's Bruce Jenner. He was like, it all started with the nose job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did, did he start with a nose job? I guess Caitlin. so. 
Caitlin. It's, it's the gateway surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a button. <laughs> That's got to be a button. Yo, so. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Oh, well. Decath- oh welcome to the family. <laughs> You're fun. safe here. So decathlete is, you were explaining it. It's and 10 we- events. So it is, let's see if I can, now I'm going to like bring my family shame at this point. I think it's 110 hurdles, long jump, high jump. I know discus and shot are in there, javelins in there, pole vaults in there. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, I know we have the 1500 at the end. We have two other events. I already mentioned all the jumps. They would probably be the 400 then, and then I think the 100 meter sprints. Mm. Let's see. Don't don't look up. We're gonna see. Okay. Can we play oh, some yeah. hold music, please? Some Jeopardy. Oh. All right. So the decathlon events we have here are <laughs> I got the 100 meter yeah. dash, long jump, shot put, high jump, and the 400 meter. Oh, it's a it's a multiple day. Ten, yeah, it's a and two javelin day, two day event. Wow! I didn't do it in order though, so I know I give myself an eighty percent. That's okay. But uh, that's pretty good job, Mama. Yeah, your family yeah. would. They're not upset. But uh, so they're just disappointed. They're yeah. not mad. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so I was doing speed camps when I was little, a bunch of stuff, and then I was diagnosed with a soft tissue cancer called synovial sarcoma in my leg when I was nine. I think I mentioned that. Um. And we didn't know anything about like disability, didn't know anything really about illness, amputees, anything like that. Like this is, this is 1999, you know, this is the cusp of the internet. This is when it's still, <laughs> no I, went, I think it was hey. the Beanie Baby website once. Yeah, I was, I was peaking in 1999. I was 18, all right? Yeah. Oh, that was it. This is your, he was prime. Yo, wait, so can we back up? So you get diagnosed at nine. Um, did you, did, could your brain even fathom what was happening like did you get it because i feel like at nine i wouldn't have gotten yeah the, i mean so the interesting thing so i'm i'm actually like i'm in a graduate program right now for sports psychology so i'm learning like way too much about the brain my experience with that was like i understood the gravity but i didn't have like the emotional baggage that you have that you accumulate in life like we have now but i like i understood like death and dying but i think like as a nine-year-old like the concept of that happening to me or like the like i didn't have the like i just didn't have like the faculties literally in my brain to like be able to like think long term what is this going to look like what does this mean like for me being sick was really simple you're like oh you're sick like hmm, i've heard of cancer like i guess i'm sick and then when you're sick you get better because that's what sickness is so it was like Honestly, if you're going to have cancer, best time to do it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> when you're nine? <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. So it's probably better for children. Like, yeah, you're, like, you're not going to laugh because so, you know it's serious, but you're not really too attached to, any, to the outcome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you know, and um, we had mentioned amputation like the entire time. And of course, like coming from a sport family, we were like, mm, not an option. Like, how do you think if, if you remember well enough, how do you think your parents handled like delivering that heavy load to you? Like this is happening. They, you know what? They wanted to tell me the recovery room nurse spilled the beans before they told me. (laughs) Oopsies. So they're a little upset about that. I mean, it was devastating. I think honestly, like the cancer experience, a pediatric cancer experience, especially is like way harder on the family. Like, of course I was the person in treatment. I was the person like getting really sick. Like I ended up having signs of like permanent organ damage because of my chemotherapy trials. So that's what ultimately led to the amputation because we avoided that. We were like, let's try everything besides that. And, um, you know, it was just, Wait, I mean, stupid question. So the cancer started in and around that area. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of, is a soft tissue tumor. Synovial fluids, like really common, like synovial injuries, like for athletes and stuff, you see it in joints. It's like the lubrication of the joint basically uh-huh. is that tissue. And, um, 
yeah, I, my tumor didn't respond at all to any of the treatment. And it was like a really intense chemotherapy trial. And even like 23 years today, they still do the exact same protocol. And it's still pretty much like the exact same outcome for everybody that I've met that's been diagnosed with that. It's just, it usually ends up, if it's in a limb, it gets amputated because it's just not effective. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy they haven't updated the fucking protocol. Was it funding, baby? It's a, it's you know, it's it's rare. I'm one of a kind, and uh, you know, when the more rare. Can we the- stop talking about putting people on fucking <laughs> Mars and fix that procedure? Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? Yeah, but Why would we- but we can put a rover up there. Okay, great. Can we maybe like, focus on a few things here? Try to prevent some children from dying. Yeah. We could yeah. try that. I Can feel like that's a big clean deal. water. America it. doesn't yeah. want to do that at all. Clean water. That's bad for business for the healthcare business. Wait. Okay. So your parents, your parents got it. Like I can't imagine having to deliver that news. So it was, I mean, it was devastating. My dad, 23 years ago, my dad was just talking to me a couple days about it. And he's like, he's 76. He's this like tough guy comes from that generation. where like, no therapy, no talk about like just like nothing. If you're like lost in Home Depot, yeah. don't ask for instructions. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, just that like guy. fight your way through <laughs> or like punch the money if you have to. Be a man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he comes from the be a man like kind of culture. We love him for that. But like, you know, it's, there's still times where it's like, it brings him to tears to, to just think about it again. He's like, I remember Lacey after it was all done, like, and I, you'd get ready for school and I'd hear you start hopping because you didn't want to put your leg on when like at first, when we were first like kind of recovering yeah. from it. And I was Aww. like, oh, well. I don't do that now because I would hurt my back, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm old now. Yeah. I'm like, now I just put the damn leg on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, eventually my parents are fully divorced. I think it completely decimated my family because of, I think illness, like at that young and just like that. You're talking about your time. illness. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it just completely throws the entire dynamic of a family and like, you know, some of the coping and like functioning processes that you have, like as a family and normal in an, any normal day, functional or dysfunctional, like it just kind of, works up, up until something catastrophic happens, you know, and then you start kind of tearing apart at the seams, but you know, that was later and I've had therapy. So don't worry We're about good. it. <laughs> yeah. I can't speak for him. You know, a lot of seltzers later, <laughs> <laughs> some mushrooms, we figured it out. So, okay. So this surgery happens and you're back to school. Was it did you like jump right back in? Did you go to homeschooling? Like, no. how did you rebound from? Cause it's hard enough to be a fucking kid. Like kids are the worst with the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of our trauma comes from school and being picked on and, and all the insecurities we develop as kids. Were you afraid to go back to school and did you jump right back in or like, how did that work? I was really fortunate. I, so when I got diagnosed with cancer, I was the only new kid at a public school. My first time in a public school, that was a little, damaging but and, <laughs> then, I get, and then i get cancer yeah oh, that's a lot <laughs> not cool at no, all you definitely can't <laughs> sit at a table it was definitely the public <laughs> school that blend. i was not good at blending at that point um but i was like in the hospital for the majority of the time i had an amazing teacher that would come to the hospital and like make sure i was uh keeping up with everybody um um i was a relatively bright kid though so i didn't really necessarily s- struggle as far as academics and coming back but um when I like reintegrated back, I think I had just been away from like any type of normalcy for so long and my personality type, like, again, like I don't have a shy bone in my body. You're pretty so boring. I would, yeah, I mean, exactly. like, yeah. Can you turn yeah, the like, volume up? Do you need a beer or something? <laughs> <laughs> we'll loosen her up a little. It's yeah. brain juice. <laughs> um, I mean, I reintegrated pretty well, but, uh, you know, I came in like with this perspective, like I knew that this had happened to me, but 
again, because of my personality, I thought that like acquiring a disability before it, like the, any of this had happened to me, I'd never been around disabled people. Yeah. I like didn't know what that looked like. It was like, it kind of made me uncomfortable as a kid. I was like a little afraid of like people in wheelchairs, like because I was just, I had never been exposed to it. And then when I became a part of this new demographic, I was like, oh shit, like I'm still me. Like, oh, yeah. Ew, wow. What a, what a revelation. <laughs> but, um, I like, I played a bunch of sports in recess and like still did. I was a multi-sport kid. That's a truck, dude. Oh, oh, oh that was, <laughs> trucks love to back up whenever they you're recording do. podcasts. Yeah. So if you can't record, everybody's just Are back, they recording back, a it podcast up, back it up. Back it up, Jim. Hey, hey, welcome to Backwards Trucks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So today we have the Chevy. Uh, backs up by like That's an Hey, yo, Frank's over here in the big cat backing up right now. Hey, where's our? Where's my whistle at? Uh, what? Can you give me a. He wants a. Here. Oh, sir. Our handsome assistant. Um, Excuse wait, me, Garcon. So I'm really curious so, about. I'm, I'm really like, interested in this, like you coming back to school, yeah. and like, did you have? Were they coaching you through it? Were you, were you? Oh no! You think that there was any sort of like actual special care for some? No, for, no, no, for, no, no like, I don't mean for a child I, of a kid from well, Commerce hopefully City. No, trying to like, go into good. public school. That was no, no, no. I don't mean from like I don't mean from the school. I mean, were your parents actively sitting you down and saying, "Hey, this is oh, going to no. be t- <laughs> just right in"? Uh, so I have a brother. So again, track and field dad. My brother's name is Trax. My middle name is Fields. So, this is amazing. Yeah. So it we can end the that show. Sounds like an eighties rock, like an eighties. Yeah. Like, what's up, tracks and field? Yeah. <laughs> what's and up, field. what's up, Detroit? Hollywood <laughs> Bowl, we're tracks and field. <laughs> so I mean, it could have been worse. Like my dad could have been like a football coach. My name could have been Cleet or something. Cletus. <laughs> Cletus. <laughs> yes, yes. Helmet and Cletus. Oh, thank you. Um, Helmet Clyde. Shut it down. We're done. <laughs> it's over. It. Show's over. That's Wait, it. Hold on, I want to hear this. So, so no coaching. You're like right back in. I think, I mean, if there did was coaching. Did you get coaching, picked on? Did you, did kids bully you? I was you? really for I mean, I was just really lucky. Like it was the fifth grade. So like the structure in Denver is elementary school goes to fifth grade and then sixth grade happens. Um, so I got back into fifth grade. There was one kid who had alopecia. He was stoked because he was like, he's like, do you have alopecia? Because I was bald. I was like, I have cancer. And he's like, oh, well, we both don't have hair. <laughs> kids are just like, oh, we're both bald. That's it. Want to be best friends? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 we were best friends because we were both the ball. But then my hair grew back, so I had to leave him in the dust. Yeah, I was going to say, you exactly. moved on. Oopsies, I'm Nerd. <laughs> Oopsies. Gross. My bad. Health came back. <laughs> so, um, so, okay, so. So, like, the whole story, like, I had that podcast, Pick Glass and Gym Class, and I would love to take credit for the name, but my producer came up with that name because it was a great name. Is, are you still doing this podcast? No. Oh, you could have just no. lied. No. I know I could, but you know, I like to, I'm, you know, I'm compulsively honest sometimes to my detriment. Um, but that story came from basically like my fifth grade. That was when I realized, so we played like a bunch of black top basketball. And like, before I lost my leg, I was like top three pick for any sport event, any gym class event, because you know, I was like puberty, like puberty hadn't really hit for the boys yet. So I was still crushing it like for the most yeah, part. Yeah. And then I got my leg lobbed off. Um, and I come back <laughs> and we were doing a recess. <laughs> oh, is that shocking for you guys? You want to come? No, it's just a, we just I love awesome. We love alliterations here. I love here. the lobbed off. Just <laughs> really puts well, my, it into- well, I, And I get that from, you know, my parents, my dad like we'll talk about, he's like, you're survival. When they were talking about your survival rate, Lacey, he's like, it went from like 15 to 20%. And then they talked about the amputation and went all the way up to 70%. He's like, by the time they told me that, I was like, well, get the ax right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bite down on this leather. <laughs> I got a chainsaw in my car. So you're always, ready he stays ready um, <laughs> stay forever ready so we we're 
we're picking teams for blacktop basketball. People start getting picked up one by one. I'm not a top three pick, so at first I'm like a little concerned. I'm like, all right, whatever. Hair's growing back. Let we got this new leg. All right, let's be realistic. Maybe top ten. So <laughs> people are getting picked, 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 and uh, it starts like dwindling down. <laughs> I'm like, a, ugh. Um, and all of a sudden, like the teams start playing. They didn't pick me at all. I wasn't even picked last. They just didn't pick me at all. I think they just thought that I wasn't going to participate because you know I'm, I'm a disabled person, and I was it, just my personality type. I was like, this is not how this shit ends. So, um, <laughs> I'll find you. And again, maybe it's the psychology of it. A compulsive. Now I'm like a compulsive overachiever, aggressively just <laughs> doing the most. But that was like a moment where I was like, I have to prove. Don't to- even know why. I'm <laughs> <laughs> do so I'm many. So tired. Tired. Yeah. I'm literally so tired. <laughs> You're just compulsively tired. Just cry for help. Uh, oh, you guys are gonna help me. Okay, you should anyway. try yeah. this. So no, on so, that. No, no, on the yeah, house. Ten milligrams of Wellbutrin is coming your way. Xanax. I'm, I'm a generic queen. <laughs> I feel like we should turn it into t-shirts. We'll generic queen. Generic, generic queens. Queen. Okay, so that's your signature. new podcast. Yeah. Generic, generic queens. queens. On the Fitzoda Network. Um, nice. You should have a, generic. yeah, we'll give you a podcast. Okay, all right. Well, it'll be super generic. Very vanilla. That. Okay, good, perfect. No fun. That's, yeah. that's my brand. Yeah. Okay. I love that for me. <laughs> love that journey. Compulsively generic. <laughs> wow. There it is. Compulsively boring. I wouldn't be able to spell that when I upload it at all. That's that's a long. I don't think those are things you should say out, out loud. That's okay. okay. That's why I'm here. I'm compulsively honest. <laughs> <laughs> and a compulsively bad speller. Compulsively <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Oopsies. JK, Maddie. <laughs> He's on hold. I feel like I should cover my privates right now. Yeah. You watch out. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what's happening? Um, you so, started it. <laughs> you're right. I did. <laughs> you are right. So that from that moment, I was like, oh shit. Like, I have... To- I have to prove to other people that I'm still capable because I knew I was capable. I was like, man, my leg comes off, but I can still do shit. Damn. Right. Um, and that kind of like started the journey, but my parents, like my brother and I are a year apart. My parents were teachers. So they were like, and my dad was a coach. They were like, you have to do something after school and it's not going to be a nerdy chess club. So you better find a sport you like. And, well, your uh, parents were bullies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. You know, I was raised by bullies. It makes, makes you tough. It makes you strong and, you know, and insecure yeah. and have tons of no, issues. I, I, spent, <laughs> I spent a lot of money on therapy. Yeah, I that out. I still, I continue to little tune ups. That's what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I just like tried a bunch of different sports. I Wait, tried- so at any point, I guess the question I'm getting at is like, I think people nowadays struggle with even minor things. Uh, yes. A constant theme that I always end up talking about on this show is toughness and yeah. how lack, how people lack toughness today. Um, it came up today with Josh Lumen just about how, you know, men used to be men and we were just sort of going round and round and I'm trying to get to this point of what part was there any part of you as a young kid? I think that would have broken most people. I think most people would have given up. I think most people would have thrown in the towel. I think they would have turned to other things, drugs, weird shit. Um, and you didn't for some reason, I guess I'm trying to get to that point of like it as a 10 year old to have the maturity to already have that built into you. Like, where do you think that came from? Well, I think having a, a catastrophic event like cancer early in your life cha- can really affect your perspective on things, on how people treat you and stuff. You're like, oh, no worries. I literally just beat death. So, like, this is not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, Wait, so you're saying I beat death. I don't care if you call me in Yeah, because, like, and so in middle school, of course, I got, like, picked on and, like, got bullied. But I think uh, historically everybody, I'm, I, you can fact check that. Has everybody been bullied in middle school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Even yes. the bullies are like, this shit sucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody's bullying bully. them. It's like a cycle of bullies. But, um, um, 
for me, like doing something active and doing something physical, like I, I think it comes down to your motivating factors. And for me, like my brother and I were really close, really close in age. And like, I wanted to just be a normal kid again. Like I just wanted to play and do normal kid stuff again. Like for me, that was, Did some, he it treat was something you that physical. Way? Like he was never, he wasn't like your special now. He was still no, your brother. No, that yeah, like my brother. You. Oh yeah. Just okay. shit all oh, over yeah. you Well, all cause the time. I was like bigger than him for like, even like, yeah, I had full blown cancer and his puberty still hadn't caught up for him. Like I was like, <laughs> what like, the fuck? Come here, tracks. <laughs> I'm bald. I'm way bigger than him still. <laughs> I'm like a little bodybuilder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like a little, like, just a bulldog with a doily on top of me. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I was like having a peer group that was motivating in a way that like, I think cause but they a peer me. group at 10 though. Like, I mean, yeah, you're like neighborhood kid friends and like, you're my brother. I don't even like, remember 10. Like well, I don't I, remember anything from being 10. You probably didn't have anything as traumatic as I <laughs> happened to you as I Except did. for being like six to 200 pounds <laughs> and being constantly oh, yeah, told I, I was fat. Oh yeah, I people were very mean fun. to you. Yeah, it's it not sucks. not that fun for big kids. No, I hated it. And then everybody's like, play sports. And you're like, I wish I wouldn't. So, so you're, you're saying at like 10, you already had like a solid group of friends and you kind of just breezed into it. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like I do so many interviews and people are like, say the sad stuff. And I was like, I don't no, know. I'm not like, trying to get to the sad stuff. I was like, it's my twenties. <laughs> like, yeah, now that part. Yeah. Now I just had to pay my water bill. Uh, no, I mean, I had, I had an amazing support system, which I know is not something that a lot of other people have. And like, it was relatively small. And I think like, yeah, like my biggest motivating factors, I just wanted to be able to do the stuff that I could before. And like, again, it's like, you just have that piece as a little kid. It's like right before puberty kicks off. Cause like when puberty comes, like it's called your limbic system, the front part of your brain that kind of goes into overdrive and it's all emotions. It's all, it's just, just emotions. That's it. And you can't like, remember like, the fucking crushes you had when you were oh young. My God. Like, this Devin is the Sala, end of my he life. He follows me on Twitter now. Oh, <laughs> that was a you moment. Got Devin Sala. Yeah, yeah, I screenshotted it. Shout out to the king. I'm going to tag him. Life is made. Can we clip this? Maddie, write this down. Can we clip this for Dev? It's, it's Devin E. Sawa on Twitter. <laughs> Do you have his phone number? Robert? Yeah, we can patch There's him in. There's probably 0% chance that <laughs> Yo, so I wasn't trying to get to the sad stuff. I think I think the strength part is appealing to yeah. me. Like, I mean, that part is cool to me. Uh, yeah. We had Menelik on twice, mm -hmm. former Bronco, and I thought his story was so compelling because he had a rough childhood and stuff happened to him when he was so little and so you know form you know in those formative years. Yeah. Where I, the question I kept asking him was like, "How did you have the?" the wherewithal and the foresight to break off of that and kind of go your direction, your own direction that early. Cause like, even at like at 10, I, I guess I'm trying to think back to yeah. 10. I can't, I don't have like crystal memories, but I remember being super malleable where I was like, I would have done anything or probably taken a lot of pressure or probably taken it hard. I don't know if I would have been that tough. Um, I think so. That's yeah, like the, the toughness part of it to yeah. me is really intriguing. Children are just so resilient. They really are. Well, I think my brother took, I think one, I had like, I've always had like an inflated sense of ego. So I, like my, I'd have like friends that would hear people say stuff about me and I'd be right there and I'm like, what? Like, I just like didn't hear Same. it. I was like, I just thought they were like, make some cute. Like, <laughs> that again? yeah, I guess you got that. That ass that don't quit, you know? That's why I was like, oh, it's not the leg, baby. Uh, like a lot of times. But uh, I think, like, I think my brother struggled like when it was more recent. But for me, yeah, it was like I just wanted so bad to just feel like who I was again. And I think like the concept, like for, so when you're like under a lot of stress, which is just the scam of adulthood now, but also like when I was experiencing cancer, um, I mean, any sort of trauma, you basically go through that like fight or flight response, right? Like, cause your, like your brain just, re like our brains are so amazing, but they're also like really simple and kind of dumb. So like, it's just, 
I think for me, it's like, I chose the fight. Like I was like every day, I'm like, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to prove myself. Like, this is it. Like I'm going to fight to be back who I was. And like that worked for a really long time. But I think again, like, you know, thanks to shout out to therapy. Like, it's just like, it, you run out of fuel after a while. It's, it's what one of my coaches would call it cheap fuel. You know, it doesn't have endurance. You didn't feel the feelings fully to get through them. You just like <laughs> kept pushing. Well, you have almost. to survive. Yeah. And I think like, you know, the, my cancer experience was so extreme and it happened really quickly. I was diagnosed in February. I was on chemo and then like my colon collapsed by May. So I had Jeez. to get my amputation in May and you know, that's just like a few months. So it was just like every single day, some new, like, just explosion was happening. And so like your brain just takes enough information just to like not succumb to just like the terribleness of it all. There's one of my favorite quotes is from Stephen Hawking and it is uh, life would be tragic if it wasn't so funny. And I think like that, that's like one of my favorite quotes, but it's true. And I, and I love that it comes from Stephen Hawking, right? Like who also was hilarious, but you know, like people overlook it because life would be be tragic if it wasn't so funny. (laughs) Emoji smile, emoji smile. (laughs) Everybody's being serious because of the whole debilitating disease. I know, the whole butt pushing moments. Yeah, sure. He he discovered a bunch of galaxies. We got a funny chair. Do you remember when he died? People, you remember when he died, people were like animating him walking out of his chair and you're like, that's, don't do that. Like he was <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. okay. He yeah. was fine. He was thriving. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. <laughs> and he didn't have to, you know, do a lot of cardio. So, so in a weird right. way, are you, win, win. are you like, are you grateful for the experience? Um, no, <laughs> I think a lot of people like so many people like want to place meaning on terrible things that happen. And like, yeah, sometimes me, life is just shit. Wall yeah. To wall. Like life. And like, there's, if there's one thing you can count on, it's that like life will consistently keep throwing diarrhea shit at you always. Like it's have like, you read, have you read, um, <laughs> have you read uh man's search for diarrhea shit? <laughs> yeah. That one. It's actually one of my oh, yeah. favorites. Yeah. It's, an, it's a New York Times. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. In fact, that should yeah, have, required have, you, have you read yeah. man's search for meaning? Yeah. Incredible book. Incredible. You know, it's just that idea of like where, you know, he was the first guy to be like, no life is shit. Well, I'm paraphrasing phrasing, obviously. That's I think his was more clinical. Well, yeah. It's only like 90 pages, so you could probably cover it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. shit page to page. We're actually going to read yeah. it Life's going to suck. Yeah. No, where he's like, life is pain. Yeah. And if you can embrace the pain and then turn that pain into some sort of special meaning, then you're going to conquer life. That's why I keep going back to this toughness with yeah. you. There's obviously a toughness well, to you that for most sure. people just don't fucking have. Well, yeah. And I think it's, you know, the consistent shit that keeps happening in our lives. But, um, yeah, I think the cancer thing, and I a lot of like for a long time, I would be like, yes, of course, like it's brought so much good, and it has. Like my life, I would not be able to exploit my disability for money in a professional level. Like I can right now. <laughs> like this, I have the best life ever. Now I just hang out all day with my dad in the sun and like jump in sand. Like I have the best life. But that's what you did today. Uh, no, well today I'm off. Well, yeah, where's, later. Later. where's later. the sand in Denver? So it's, it's a twilight meet. So it'll be, you know, at the sunset. Oh, so, I okay. love that movie. Okay. Yeah. Very mystical. That's how you say it in Spanish. <laughs> You're racing, uh, Edward. So wait, so you, you, have, you, you have like a three language. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> three languages. Which so ones? Just compensating for the sin of having cancer. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we can talk. We can di- we can dive into. Yeah, that God did that. How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God Dig hates it. you. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, going back to that whole thing, I think so many people like so often like you want to place bad things in some sort of category and make it have meaning, but like you can't do that for everything. And like for me, for cancer for a while, like you could, cause you'd be like, wow, look at all these amazing things that happened. But for a lot of people, I do a lot of ad- advocacy now in the world of disability, disabled sport. 
And a lot of people that have experienced trauma that have become, that have acquired disability just by waking up and their spine snapped while they're sleeping, like just crazy shit. Like you can become disabled any type of way. Well, now we are always, we, we do are not always discriminate. accepting entries. So welcome. <laughs> yeah, we, wow. we are the most inclusive minority group. But I like this. I don't think that like it's necessarily important to always place meaning on like the hardship. Sometimes shit is hard and you just have to move through and it either makes sense later or you just are thankful that you learned from it and you are stronger for it. I mean, there's not necessarily, I don't think that, like, that, that there always necessarily has to be meaning. Sometimes shit is just shit, you know? Yeah. It's just, just it's say, just call shit. it what it is. Exactly. It's just I would shit. almost argue none of it has meaning. It's just how you deal with it in yeah. the aftermath. Yeah. That's the meaningful part to me. For me it's like yeah. not yeah, the, the, thing the moment, it, but like, what did you, yeah. Was there anything? Cause you're not like, Oh God gave me cancer so that I would become like this thing. Like you're like, nah, no. or you just yeah, kind of, <laughs> you got it. Exactly. You're like, nah, some, you know, cause I think like I struggled in high school a lot. So I went to um, an all girls high school here in Denver. It's Regis high school, Regis Jesuit high school. So I went back to private school. Cool. Is it um, Regis? Isn't that so where public wasn't causes? Is, is Regis, Regis out yes. by, uh, where, it's like Arapahoe and Parker. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that? Oh, okay. That's Regis university. I went there. Oh yeah. North Denver. That's like way out there. dude. Yeah, <laughs> my, boys, my boys. <laughs> my boys. The other side. Regi. Regi, bro. Um, so we high school. Yeah, when Back we were to forced private. to take theology classes, and I was struggling at that point because I'd met a lot of kids now who had had cancer, and I'd like subsequently like made friends who passed away from cancer, and we were 15, you know, at this point, and I was like, why are my friends dying? And you know, and, like the theology teachers are like, this isn't in the, our coursework today. <laughs> Come and, back. Yeah, exactly. And like, excuse Miss Johnson. <laughs> and like, things just didn't make sense because like for you know the narrative at that time was like, oh, you, like you overcame it, Lacey, and you're strong, and this, and I was like, so why did they die and I didn't? Like so. You know, there's that's now we're sprinkling in a little survivor guilt, but it just like my, it just, things didn't make Thanks sense. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, especially like, when they try wow. to force the explanation. You're like, yeah, well, it just doesn't, you're like, listen, I'm not even Thanks. that good at math, but it's not Did the experience, <laughs> did the experience make you, did the experience oh make you question, you said theology classes, which is rare for most people to study that at all. Did, did it make you feel like they're, did you get closer to a God or whatever the, your source is or further away from it? Um, I, I tell people I'm like spiritual. I'm still shopping around. I'm like, no, I found the right. I haven't found. I'm in an open relationship. Like spirituality. <laughs> I found this great place called Westboro now that I've been seeing. Like, I've been going to so there. I haven't found my thing yet. Um, no, I mean, I just, I remember I had like, a, my family's very Italian. So like a lot of Roman Catholic, a lot of prayer oh, yeah. over the leg, Lots you know, of that rosaries. was not that effective. Um, and, uh, Which yeah, backfired. Exactly. They're like, do you feel it? And I'm like, nothing at all, man. <laughs> Zero things are found. Nothing at all. Uh, it's gone. Um, <laughs> Pray the leg away. <laughs> <laughs> the one time it worked. Um, no, I didn't feel any. And I think like, I don't know if like many nine and 10 year olds feel like a spiritual connection to something deeper. At what about point. now like, though? Know, oh, yeah. like um, I think spirituality like kind of weaves in and out of your life as you need it. Like, I think sometimes we get really caught up being busy right now. I feel like my spirituality is uh, all my grad work right now, which is just <laughs> consuming my life. But, um, in my twenties, I think I like experienced a lot of like spirituality, but it wouldn't like, I wouldn't necessarily fit in any sort of category. Like, I don't think like any one religion, I was like, that's the one, like, you know, I think it's just, I think there's, there's something greater than us that definitely can like maybe pull you along or like maybe take you out of situations. Cause how many times have all Have you this? done hallucinogens? No, I'm afraid of, and I get mm. drug tested by USADA. So. Did, did, 
Psilocybin doesn't show up, does it? No. Also, I'm afraid it's going to get a little rumbly in my tumbly. <laughs> my tum. So you're afraid You're afraid to <laughs> shit you're your like, pants. You're like, you were so tough. We'll give you a pep talk. You just said rumbly, tumbly, <laughs> <in> my <laughs> tummy. I have a tummy ache. Exactly. I survived <laughs> cancer. I'm a successful athlete No now, tummy aches. But, but I don't want a tummy ache. It might hurt my tummy. <laughs> Unless it's a generic... Hallucinogen. She's all. Yeah, if you have Kirkland brand. Oh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried that Kirkland acid, dude? <laughs> That's some good shit. The Kroger family has a nice. <laughs> a nice we have blend. a huge jug at home. It's Kirkland acid. <laughs> yeah. A giant Kirkland jug yeah, of mushrooms sale. at home. Yeah. It's a blend. She's a whole. Wait. So you are, are you are you like definitely afraid of them? You. Um. I. You I seem like a very controlling person. You'd have a tough time of letting go. Hallucinogens are oftentimes like you're letting go and letting it take over. Oh, that sounds lovely, honestly. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, I, so I used to have you done meth. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that. So that's on my list. Isn't but. everyone on Adderall? <laughs> it's number no. two. <laughs> no, I used to like, I mean, so I, I, so I'm like long story longer. I ended up doing competitive cheerleading. So the second most impactful thing in my life happened. Bring it on. The movie came out oh, and I was like, God oh bless. shit. I mean, I want to be those girls. I just want to. I'm glad you said it. Cause I've been wanting to say that for years. It, well, thank you. I'm happy. I could set you free. <laughs> Let's okay. go. That was a Scorsese film, right? Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was a bring it to the, the, best. No, the third. I think with the Hayden Panic. Oh, that's was bring it on with, with uh, Kristen Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's such a good movie. The yes. Toros. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Rancho County. Yeah. <laughs> I went to cheer camp the year that came yeah. out. Oh shit. I know. Oh damn. I did not drop that had stairs. A, big, mm, hell no. Yeah, yeah. Well they, yeah. Well I've, we used to, so you're saying we you have a spirit. We used to fuck our, with our spirit six. Yeah. so stupid. I would like put it in the toilet. Same. Like, is is so that the normal photo that you do at USA I camp? So. Yeah. Okay. UCA, right? Yeah. We have spirit, just not God. Yeah, exactly. At reach, for the reach team. So then I cheered in college. I had, a, I had an athletic scholarship at the University of Denver for cheerleading. Uh, they have those. And um, yeah, I didn't find adaptive sports until after I graduated my undergraduate degree in 2011. I'll just tell you. She's a lady in her thirties, but, um, <laughs> she's a lady. going all the she's way back. Lady. Um, yeah, no, I guess back to the tummy ache conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, in college I had a great, did, we did not get drug tested. I had, um, in Denver, Colorado, a fantastic time, smoked a lot of weed, had my medicinal card. Cause that's what was available then. Sure. But you know, sure. my leg, were you a blunt yeah. sponger yeah. pipe girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like whatever anybody else would pay for it. I was like, <laughs> Ew, I don't pay. Correct yeah, answer. Yeah, too pretty for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do that. Um, and yeah, now I recently like, <sighs> I just haven't had the time and I feel like I have so much stuff on my to-do list. If I were to like be high and like it wouldn't get over in two hours, I'd be like, I, <laughs> I got a paper to write. <laughs> There's things that need to be done. Hurry up. <laughs> hurry I have up. a four o'clock weed sesh. I got to hurry this up. <laughs> exactly. All right. So what off. do you, so, okay. So you're in school again. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh God, I don't know. Still, I still, so I'm getting my master's in applied sport and performance psychology. Um, I had had an experience, I guess. What does that mean though? Like, what do you do with that? I don't so mean that in a it shitty is way. Like, like, it's, it's the non-clinical name for like sports psychologist. Cause I'm not clinical. You can't legally say that. So you would be like sports psychology consultant, but I am looking into getting the licensing because so you can write you're scripts. definitely yeah. well, going to go further. Yeah, I'm like, I am. I just, yeah. well, no. you know, the, the way I'm like, I keep telling people, I'm like, I need to find out what's financially feasible. Cause man, this school <laughs> just washing that bank account gets sucked dry. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I, when I was in Phoenix, that was when I started seeing my sports psychologist who is clinical shout out to a King. Um, <laughs> and that was where I was like, wow, I have a lot of latent trauma that I have not dealt with. So we did what was called EMDR, which is eye movement redirective 
R or DR. I don't know, whatever. Um, and that you know, I've heard that is, um, I had a buddy who lost his sister and he uh, was a comic. Do you know Adam Kate and Adam? Yeah, Kate Adam. He went through, he said he went through all this therapy and then he did EDMR. Did I say <laughs> yeah. EDMR? EDMR. No, it's uh, EMDR. 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 My bad. Electric dance EMDR. music. <laughs> Saved him. Retrospective therapy. <laughs> It'd be cooler if it was EDMR. So we're going to put your drum and bass and you do this a lot. <laughs> with your eyes. So EMDR. And he said it was the only thing therapeutically that actually got yeah. him through. It is an unpleasant, uh, intervention i would say because well, you're just going to go back to all those things you're like nah that was a bad memory i'm not going to revisit <laughs> so that. how does, how does that emdr down. work so basically like the concept of emdr is like during the day shit happens in the day right so when you go to sleep at night when you reach a REM cycle, your eyes are moving. And like that basically is like a physiological response to your eyes during your REM cycle, processing the information of the day, throwing away what's relevant or throwing away what's not relevant, keeping what is relevant, getting through the shit. So EMDR is like a conscious way that you go through memories that haven't necessarily been processed yet that are like traumatic triggering memories. Wait, and real quick, is this why sleeping pills can be bad because you're not processing anything? I've yeah. heard the ambient can be bad for you. Because you're not going to full REM. It's, you're not yeah. reaching REM cycle. Eye movement, yeah. desensitization, and reprocessing. You're still yeah. on the... Uh, I just had to figure out what we it is. We love okay. a Google King. Okay, so, I'm like, <laughs> so REM sleep is you going back and forth and trying to, your brain trying to process. Yeah, so it's basically going. Do you also back think though that's because I was telling Chris last week that we don't have, we lack in this society the ability. Like, um, I have this theory that oftentimes you have anxiety and you don't sleep well at night because we don't take time during the day to ever process anything. Meaning, there should be a time in your day every day for an hour, half an hour, where you just sit there and you process things and you write in a journal or you you just get to just it. no, you get to have just a think. Nap. A nap. Remember nap time? Oh, oh how amazing best. did we feel? And if, if God were in the room, us. can you, can know, you tap like, God into this phone call? Yeah, I want to ask, no, no, I'd like He's to ask, hold right now. I'd like to ask God, how come it wasn't in reverse? How come we didn't have the least amount of energy as kids and the most amount of energy as adults when we're the most wise and capable, but we were forced to nap. Is, did he do it on energy. purpose? Was it because if we had the most energy now when we're wise and capable, we'd be totally destructive. Well, I think historically, Is it because sometimes you have evil plans. And you're like, I'm fucking tired. Like yeah. that's what hockey. I just don't want to go is, outside. I think you get like, <laughs> like I'm fucking over it. It goes back so to hockey by experience and you like understand villain origin stories, but you're like, ah, oh, but not today. I got some shit. I got to do there's a yeah. new the tomorrow. Narcos is off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to eat candy and fuck off. Hell yeah. no, way too late. <laughs> I'm going to need you to change that. Exactly. Send a calendar invite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two months from now. Does that work for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so like the concept of EMDR is you do these eye movements and it kind of, it's just, just, like are you in a room? Are you in a machine? You're like in a room. Um, and every like, clinical practitioner has different tools. Like my guy, top of the line, he got, he was getting his money. Hey, Bill. Um, okay. He had, why, why uh, you're broke. he had um, like an, it was like a, a light that I followed and also tactile thing. So you would feel like as the light moved, you'd feel like the sensors go off and on each side as well. So your eyes followed the movement. I also had the, the tactile things because you know like that's a only lot. the best the champagne of therapy if you will for me that's a lot of um it was a lot focused. and we did probably like and it has to be consistent you have to go in weekly and it basically is like i remember he's like you have to write down all of the terrible triggering so it's like the things that basically are really triggering and um you go through like each separate memory and you do the little lights and stuff and you talk about like physiologically what you're feeling, your neck's tight, like, you know, you're sweating. Wait, so, whatever. so, so. My therapist does that. Yeah. So it's like in meditation. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> He's I mean, like an old Buddhist guy. There's a lot of crossover. Same. There's, you know, 
Same. I guess it's not the same. Behavioral, cognitive, humanistic. Wait, so take us. Hold on. This is incredibly <laughs> intriguing. Quiz. And you're just blowing I, I by all these. these fi- <laughs> hey. Excuse me. <laughs> Yo, so walk us through a session. So it sounds weird. So you're in a machine and you're yeah, looking at Chris in one right now. Do yeah, I no. So the first day he's like, this is going to suck. It's going to feel like you're purging. Are you going to cry? Did you cry? Oh, was it? Yes. Did I cry? And is it because of the lights? Like walk me through so an initial. So basically like the way that I remember it being set up. I imagine this is like you're in a cryo chamber and you're no. in like a, there's lots of lights. like a hospital I gown. I was in a couch like on a, in my like psychi- my psychiatrist, psychologist, um, like home office, like that looked like kind of like Miss Honey's house from Matilda. Like it was, oh. a, it was a lovely house. Honestly, he had great light. Very warm. Natural trees, you throw out the really 90 bangers movie right now. You got, <laughs> got bring warm. it on and they're Matilda. They're making a new Matilda. I saw that. Yeah. She's see they're doing a new Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I saw that too. Yo, yeah. Turn up. Wait. Okay. So walk me through. So like to begin, basically what the way that we started and I do this now, like when I practice with some of my like clients, so I'm seeing some like athletes and just like you said, I feel like everybody needs time to just like, Relax for a second. Like, take a moment. Do you ever relax moment. for a second? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. You know? And it, well, I learned that from training. Like, a lot of my life is kind of structured around, like, the athletic training. And somebody told me a long time ago, they're like, listen, you can only train as hard as you recover. And so, I mean, like, the majority mm. of, like, my day. You need to be teaching that in corporate America. Yeah. You can only work as hard as you can recover. Yeah, because people are like, why am I burnt out? And, like, I'm thinking about jumping off the edge. That's uh, okay. Just like, work harder. Why did I cry last exactly. night watching a commercial? Oh, oh I do that regularly. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, poor, poor guy. allergies, man. I have all those side effects. <laughs> and I'm not even taking it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so walk me through this. So, so to begin, um, and I like to do this visualization. It's a different, but like we do a visualization where basically you choose what's called a safe space. So it can be an actual place. It can be a place that brings you comfort, that relaxes you. Uh, it can be a different place in time, like childhood. Go to your you know? cave. Yeah, exactly. So when you, Slide. like if you're experiencing something a little too distressing while you go through the therapy, like you go to your safe space. So you can kind of like turn, switch it off real quick and like do something that is like more. So like one more relaxing. time, is there an actual like No, there's no, I, I wish it was cooler. No, he like set up a thing and looked like, I don't know, like it's like when you set up like an old school presentation with a white screen, but they just didn't put the white screen. You know, He's like, like giving her a glove show. I've seen people, I've seen people do EMDR, like just fingers. They're like, follow my fingers. You know, just, it's just the movement is what's important. Huh. Um, and yeah, you like basically like make a list of all the things that you've left waiting for you to deal with. Do you make the list before you go? Yeah. Or is it I mean, as it's I made happening? my list. I mean, I think everybody has very, like my experience was making, yeah, exactly. I'm a little I've dealt with all yeah, my exactly. shit. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't even have to go through the, the rest of my list. Cause by, probably by like the fourth or fifth, like triggering memory, like you go through it. It's very distressing. A lot of crying, a lot of shame, you know, like, but Sounds as fun. you're processing it, like, you know, you spend minutes like doing it and then you take, you do another check and how do you feel physiologically? How's this? Like, is this, is this still distressing? And then after a while, like so after in like, your experience and all your studies now, what is the point of asking how you feel physically? Like, um, what's the purpose of that? A lot of people, it, I believe, feel like that's like when, when people, when my dad died and I was, you know, they're like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel like fucking shit. How do you yeah, fucking terrible. feel? Terrible. That's a well, stupid fucking question. Asking. Yeah. Thanks for making it worse. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop thinking just like, about it for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's been throwing heaters this whole time. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she got to watch this one. She goes, dink. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 snaps. Yeah. 
That was the best. <laughs> well, that's how it is. It's real small, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, why did I drive all the way to uh, why am I in New Mexico? Yeah. Why am I in New Mexico? <laughs> exactly. Why am I in the south border? Whose machete is this? Right <laughs> all I this was just at that from? funeral. <laughs> okay, oh, so, okay. Um, <laughs> what, what's the purpose of asking you what, your physiology? Who cares? So my understanding is there's like a, a lot of different models of like psychotherapy that people like, people enjoy. There's a lot of crossover and like one of them is like there's physiological responses to stress. I mean, h- how many people have had an anxiety attack and at first you're like, this is a heart attack. You're like, mm-hmm. this is it. Call them I'm a goner. Is it <laughs> yeah. like the idea of like the Tony Robbins things like your physiology creates your emotion? It there's, creates- oh, I don't know Tony Robbins. I feel like he's the, this... Oh, I'm like, oh, now I feel like, it. do you guys all love Tony Robbins? He's a scamster. He's the biggest scam. <laughs> Say it. We're you know, Tony Stans here. But, Get out. But honestly, it's because I watch Tony Robbins and I'm like, I could do that. He didn't do any schooling. Like, I mean, you just yell at people enough to believe in themselves. Shit. I mean, it's eventually they're just going to break down and be like, <laughs> that's what Chris does. The guy is a billionaire. Believe in yourself. Believe now. <laughs> no, I think some of the stuff he studied though, if you, I mean, forget it. Some of the raw, raw yeah, shit. And I, I mean, will like, say like, I do not know very much about there, Robbins, there is no so question that his, like you're walking over Cole's thing is a total gimmick to get you. I would do it if I had another Oh yeah, foot. yeah. You probably <laughs> cheater. Cheater. Some days I am. That was a handicapable joke. I like. That's what I told Chris, I was like, "Where's parking?" I'm like, "Street." I was like, "Just kidding." Found the one handicap spot. <laughs> JK. <laughs> Throwing no, up that so handy. He, he, his whole it's thing expired. is on neuro linguistic programming, which is definitely a, like basically at this point sort of a proven yeah concept. He also talks about which I. Again, I think Tony Robbins is a lot like when you, you go to church, you take what you like For and sure. you throw out what you don't. I think one of the things he teaches people though, um, is physiology that yeah. you, if you can change your physiology, you can change your state. And I believe that, right. It's, yeah. I think athletes do it all the time. They call it priming, right? Where yeah. you, you have a movement or a gesture or something that gets you into what the, he would call state or we, you could your call flow. flow. Yeah. yeah. He's teaching concepts that have been around forever. Yeah. He just put, makes it into a circus and makes it palatable for people. He makes it exciting. He does. Which, 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 but that's his genius, though. I'm not even defending. That's 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 Tony Robbins' genius, though. He's a mega church. Yeah. There's a. It's all by design. Yeah. But so, do they ask you your physiology because they're trying to determine? I'm not sure. I think like I, you know what? One book on my list that I do that I do know I need to read is the body keeps score. And I know like trauma like is, it's, just, it's just held in certain parts yeah. of the yeah, body. Definitely. And I think being aware of it and maybe also cause like my psychologist is a sports psychologist. It's like being like, I work all the time too, like with my clients, like on like being mindfully aware of your biofeedback all the time, like knowing where your body is in space, like knowing how your body's behaving to this stressor, knowing how your body's. Can you give an example? Doing, what do you mean? Um, I'm trying to think of well, like, you, you think, um, asking how you feel gets you out of your head and into your body. So when you that go doesn't like, mean anything I mean, well, I have some modalities. Like, it stops you from that repetition and you're like, okay, like, what do you mean though? Like, so say you like are anxious. someone shorts our stock and it goes to shit okay. and I get angry. Here, I'm like, then you drop breathe, your shoulders you breathe. Right now. where in your body <laughs> just, do you feel breathe. the most tight? Do you feel like <laughs> where, where is that resonating the most? And you're like, okay, it's in my chest. Like, what is that? Like, okay. So I'm like, I Yo, that doesn't help this. me. I want to flip a car over, but well, this isn't my for chest. you. This is not for you. No, no I'm well, just trying to get to the court. I'm not attacking. No, you're anyone. fine. I'm, no, I would go jump on a trampoline, this. Tony. What I, <laughs> what I want to know is why. <laughs> Tell me why, Tony. Well, and I think like for some go get athletes, an ice bath, bro. in some bodies, like in some people, like, cause that's why I'm trying to like do something that I'm trying to like think of a good example. Cause some people do really well with rage. Like some people, like I love working with athletes that are rage athletes. Like that's uh, how they get me. their shit done. Like some people are really motivated by just like 
Roids. Pure unadulterated. <laughs> just pure <laughs> anger, hatred. My balls just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> but in my opinion, I feel like that it, it can't, you can't maintain at that level all the time. Understand. So what I'm trying to learn is when you say check in with your body or in, a, in a, when you're talking about emotional states, like how does checking in with your body? Is it, if you, so is it number one, you're just more aware and that awareness sort of creates a better trajectory. Is it that Do you mean simple? Like as far as like when you're, cause you were saying through. when you're working with people or in these scenarios, someone will be like checking with your body. Like, yeah. is it because even the actual question itself makes you more aware and probably snap out of the pattern out of yeah. your head? It's that, a practice repetition. of like the mindfulness thing. So mindfulness in and of itself is just like learning how to accept things without judgment. And I think that's why a lot of us go to therapy is like, we go through enough things and like you place labels on it and that's just a judgment. Like, and it just is good, bad, whatever. But like sometimes shit again, is just shit. And like, if it's bad, then like, you know, maybe it's like, it makes you tense up. It makes you feel like a certain way. And like, there's, there's some things that again are beneficial. If you have an objective and you're like, I need the hatred to feel me for this. And there's other things that it's like, this is actually now distracting me and not helping me achieve the goals that I need, yeah. need to do. So, no, that so was we like, had a, we had a moment the other day, Sharon and I, who's off, he's right there and off mic. No, he's, I know he's here. <laughs> we had a moment where, um, <laughs> <This is> frill. <laughs> we have this really cool thing in this company where I've, pr- I've pretty much feel like we're all pretty open and, and we all share a yeah, lot of no boundaries here. There's very few, but in measurement. Um, I started I getting like to this point thing. where I was like, man, I'm, I'm so tense. Building a startup is the hardest thing. And, I, and, but it's, but you're be- never not working. No, it's not only that, but it's all the inputs. <laughs> yeah. I could handle 15 hour days. If there's one input, we have 15 hour days and there's 70 inputs constantly. And it just starts to wear your brain thin. Yeah. And I, I would start to get to these places where I would hold something in instead of sharing it. Cause I knew I would immediately blow up and I could feel it. Yeah. But I never knew where how did to, you, where did you feel it? Just kidding. Fuck off. Let's go, baby. (laughs) And my nipples. My nipples seem tense right now. Let's focus on Why do you think my nipples are always hard? That's why I have to get new shirts every day. He has so much rage that pokes out from there. just poking out. They're angry. She tried to pick her cotton. (laughs) Even my nipples are going, let me out of here. If you you see them, they're like little mouths chomping. (laughs) They got little teeth. Cotton? (laughs) Fuck you. They look like they have teeth. There's so many tattoos. That's the name of the podcast. Angry little twins. <laughs> little nipples. Little Bless nips. Those little nips. Bless those nips. That's one of my cues right now. My physical cues for long trip right now. Need a nip. You know, you have to have a strong dry knee. I'm like, get that knee to the Need a nip. That's, that's, that's my happy Needs place. To nips. Needs to Let's go. So, so I came in and I was, uh, I was not upset with him, but it, something happened the day before where I, I had a feeling, but I didn't even know what that feeling was. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm thinking about it. I'm not necess- I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know if I'm mad or this. And instead of coming in and what I would have used to done, what I would have done in the past is hold it in. I would have seen it again and then lashed out because I was mad at something else. Would have yeah. had nothing to do with that it thing. It was just like that last, like, again. <laughs> <laughs> so when I came in, I was like, we had a stand-up meeting and then I was like, hey man, this happened yesterday. I'm just feeling something. I don't know what I'm feeling necessarily but I just wanted to say it. So it's out there yeah. and then we can talk about it. And that That's moment mature sentence. Yeah. yeah. But I started, <laughs> I started realizing like changer. I keep all these things in and I, if I can just non-aggressively yeah. slow down and be like, Hey, I'm feeling something. I don't know what it is. Can you help me process it? Yeah. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Yeah. Um, which created this incredible conversation between us. Um, and it was nothing because most of the time it's nothing. Yeah. 
Well, and you're dealing with like what? So like. When you're dealing with 70, but 70 inputs, 15 hours a day, like that's like, so we have, I'm sure you guys have talked about it too, like the executive functioning and like working memory processes in your brain. This is just like up to the minute information that your brain's constantly like sifting through and stuff, but it has a capacity. This is why like my dad at 76, like you ask him like the name of something from 10 minutes ago and he's like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> God and it's damn just, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's there, but it's like, you know, the processing speed is a little slower. He would know? disagree, I'm sure. Exactly. Well, no, at this point he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck it, he's yeah. gone. <laughs> Exactly. He's like, I don't care. He gone. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we all have a certain capacity and I think that's why like taking that moment to process those things. And again, like the moments in the day to just take a break and even just like turn it off for a second just to yeah, like, yeah. let it catch. Cause like you don't need to necessarily understand or process it in the moment, but like when shit sits with you, that's like not so good. I think this <laughs> is an interesting that. point though. <laughs> There's because like you hear people talk on podcasts, you're like, okay, I need someone will take this very literally. And I used to do this. I'd listen to it. Cause like you, I'm very fucking competitive high over. I'll, I'll find so shit tired. to do. I'll, yeah. So am I <laughs> always tired. Uh, so I used to hear podcasts and take things real literal because I'd be like, if this guy's a fucking champion, then I'll do exactly yeah. what he's saying and I can't go wrong. And it's taken me 40 years to listen to information, like filter it through my own yeah. thing. Some people will hear this and go, now I have to go to a quiet place for an hour. And no. I, so yeah. there's a lot of stories <laughs> of like CEOs. Charles Schwab was one. Um, he used to play solitaire and people would come into his office. Oh, hell yeah. Spider he, solitaire. I love or solitaire. OG solitaire. OG. But oh, like yeah. with cards though, because it gave him that shower in the shower moment where yeah. he was just a being. A physical thing. Yeah. Vacuuming uh, for me. There's I'm very like, kinetic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I have to be. Oh, I love, I love like cooking. Nice like, line. Oh, cooking. I can't just sit there, but I guess what I'm getting to is like for some people, it doesn't mean you have to sit there. It could be kinetic. It could be yeah. like, you're just playing cards by yourself. Yeah. To just oh, let I it cannot out. sit down and meditate for the life of me. No, no chance. But for me, it's like my warm, my long, my warm up for track. Like that's. Like Is my this move. the longest you've sat in one place for no. like oh, I've, two I've, weeks? I, listen, I've done like a little like knee move. I took my shoe off for a little bit. You know, yeah, there's a there's lot, a lot happening. of activity yeah, happening under, under the no, table. Good. Yeah. She's like running <laughs> under. Yeah, like the Let's cut to the <laughs> under the table cam. <laughs> Just of your legs under the, she's got like a cat's cradle in her hand, like churning butter. <laughs> I have a whole scarf by the time I'm done. I crocheted you this. Thanks for having me. Exactly. My gift. <laughs> it's just like the fit soda can, but it's, <laughs> that'd be sick. So I, I don't know I why I'm tired. Oh, wait, wait, hold up. Knit soda. Oh, okay. shit. He needs new sweaters. There it is. Give him the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought that was. Clever. I don't even know where we left off. Oh man, checking in with yourself. River dancing. Well, I mean, it, I think like the bio, we were talking about biofeedback a little bit, but I do like the like, yeah, the, like really basic, easy movements that don't require a lot of brain power, but like to like let your body kind of flow, and then that's again the shower, very prolific place for me. The car, also, yeah. man, the my voice oh. notes blow up oh. in the car. I, basically, American Idol. Yeah. Like winter in the car. Exactly. It's, it's crazy though how none of us scheduled purposely schedule that time. And then we wonder why we feel so disconnected and so, or why, why sleep is a huge problem right yeah. now. Chris and I were talking about this last week where I was like, bro, think about it. Like the whole day is any break you get, you're on Instagram, then it's yeah. to work. Then it's 40 questions, 40 calls, 40 emails, this drive over here, traffic. You watch a little TV just to fucking let go for a bit Turn while your you're stuffing off. your face with like, I don't know what string cheese. Eat. Yeah. Tuna casserole and carrot cake. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love me some tuna. Me that yeah. on the tumbly too. Uh, yeah. And then you try to go to bed and you wonder why your brain it yeah. rushes yeah. in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was telling Sharon too last week. Like I, I realized like I have to get to this point to not feel so overwhelmed where I have to schedule time with myself. Yeah. And it's not like doing something crazy, you know, or I don't know, again, what people do. Like even for me, like golf, like I love golf for that reason, but I meant scheduling time like a, an hour a day or half an hour a day where you're like, this is my time. Yeah. And that's essential. And I think like going back to what you guys are saying about sleep, like I am sleep queen. The pre-sleep routine for me, <clears throat> that is essential because that primes your Are brain. Are you a good for, sleeper? Yes. You don't, I don't feel like you would be. Um, recently I've been doing a half a Benadryl, you know, just for fun. Shits Whoa, I easy. Know. I am breathing so well. Is it? Oh, you, like, oh, you want to say Benadryl yes, though? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, you went. It was a gift. Name brand yeah, Somebody, you know, I was sick. Okay. Somebody got me a uh, real, real Benadryl oh, and this not is just huge. Kroger. This is huge. Benadryl. So what's your, what's your sleep routine. My sleep routine, I have like a few cuz I think again too, it's that's a hard thing about like again like you were saying previously, podcasts, books, all this stuff like the thing that's unfortunate is that like there's no one size fits all solution for all of the people for sure. all of the things. So it's like it takes a lot of trial and error. So I have I have two sleep routines. Wait, let's back up and highlight that. It takes a ton of trial and error in life. And yeah. I feel like I use this analogy all the time uh that so it's kind of a story. This guy goes to his buddy's house, They're sitting on the porch. He's got a hound dog laying there. Every few minutes, the hound dog lets out a little, like a whimper, like a howl almost. Finally, after like six times, the guy goes, dude, what's wrong with your dog? And he goes, he's laying on a nail. The guy goes, why won't he move? And he goes, it doesn't hurt bad enough. I think that's life for most people. You're laying on the nail, but the, you won't, I don't know why this I'm is sad. Sure. This is the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a song. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I don't think most people are willing to try do the trial and error part. You're not yeah. willing to experiment with your own life to try to figure out what because works for it's, you. It's uncomfortable, but it's unknown discomfort. We get so yeah, used to like our just it. like, we just get so used to being like in a known discomfort, even if we know it's dysfunctional, chaotic, whatever. Because it's, it, it's, it's certain, it, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's at least familiar. something you can count on. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. Thank you. Mm. Yes, gotcha. It's familiar. The familiar we love certainty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even if it's terrible. And Yeah, because everybody wants a guarantee. Everybody wants the return on investment. Every, mm. And like, it, there's no guarantee. Your ROI. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that's deep. So you're saying even the discomfort, I, and I agree with that. I'll keep going back to the nail because I know what it feels like. Because yeah. I can count on the nail. What if I move? What could, what, what does the world have to offer? Is it going to be like, infected? And yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know about you guys. Like the news right now, making you're like, wow, a lot of doom and gloom. You're like, wake up. You're like, there's nothing for me out there, baby. I'm not trying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to stay yeah. right here. So what's the pre-sleep room. routine? So um, I have two right now because- uh, Wait, I, is it so routines? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, even my warm-up routines for track, I have three different I A, B, and C. We have, you know, three different protocols for depending on the- context of the situation. Wow. Okay. So what are the okay. two routines? Um, so my, the one that I prefer where I don't need my Benadryl. Okay. Dig is, in. Uh, yeah. You know, around nine o'clock, my phone automatically goes on the DND, the do not disturb oh, my phone. That is commitment. Phones sleep in another room in our house. We do not have the phone. And even in the same way, there's no electric, no electronics, no mirrors in my room. My room, my bedroom gets like dark as shit. <laughs> I do wow. have a, it's like a wind down yeah. type of thing. There's then the room. The bedroom is meant for three, th the, uh, three S words, sleep, sex, and when you're sick. And that's it. The bedroom does nothing else. That Maybe is all three at purpose. once. Who knows? Some, some, some I wake sex. up sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You could do that. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a healer. Yeah. Um, Sandwiches in and bed are great. So about nine o'clock wind down, you know, the toothbrushing routine, like, you know, face wash if you want, if you got it or not. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think skincare mm -hmm. is a scam too. It is. Oh, it's all scam. Toothpaste, um, skincare. It's yeah. all bullshit. I mean, the enamel baby. That's, yeah. Teeth can only handle so much for over the course of decades, but I digress. Um, 
you know, get the dogs ready for sleep. I have okay, two Alex little Jones. dogs and uh, not Alex Jones. <laughs> um, I have two little dogs and like, I'm like a mix between, I feel like white and non-white. Cause like, are their names my- Discuits and shot put? <laughs> That's actually a cute name. No. No, Paisan and Gina. They're kind of Italian names. Oh, what's up? Uh, yeah, hey, Gina. <laughs> hey, Paisan. Yeah, Gina. Come on, Z. I didn't want to say that too, Gina, because how many times have people been like, my dog's name is Lacey, and I'm like, thanks. Yeah. I've never met a dog. Oh, you've never met a dog named My dog's name is Gina. <laughs> she must be amazing. She's great. She's such a lovely dog. We get them, so I wipe down their little paws because the dogs are allowed on the bed, but not dirty because I, like, I don't like outside clothes on the bed, so the dogs get a little wiped down yeah. before the yeah. bed. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, I read a paper book, no screens. Like pretty much screen time is done by nine. And like I'm in bed, lights are out wow. usually by 10. Read a couple pages of my book. And like something easy, like stupid fiction, like none of the self-help shit, like easy bullshit bachelor that. type fiction, like stuff that's like junk food for your brain, but it's like, like a Stuff a with page. Fabio on the cover? Oh yeah. <laughs> or like the, like the so covers the all sex in the bathroom, up, you know what I mean? but you don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just something easy and stupid where like you, your brain doesn't need to work hard. And then, you know, TikTok, like lights out. Sometimes... We call them the goggles, the eye mask, but I, love I don't, I don't need mask. the goggles. Yeah. I feel like I need to step up my bed routine. Yeah. I get, I work so hard and then it's so much anxiety, even into bed that it's I like, I do what she does. I turn the lights it's out. It's like half an ambient. It's half an ambient and then catch up on Instagram until I pass out. Oh no, no. Well, so, but so I said, and then it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You're like, why am, why is my brain still? Hold spiraling? up. You've been scrolling a long time. You know how many times I've woken up too with just like food in my bed and I'm like, oh, oh fuck. Damn, I, I'm again. <laughs> I mean, it's, sim- it's, it's pretty simple. Oopsies. I'm making it sound like it's more complicated. It's simple. It's just like dark ass room, read a book and then like go to sleep. No, but even that discipline though. Yeah. And like the screen, I think the high achiever, and I'm shocked to even hear that you have that routine. To oh, be, yeah. Because to be honest, most high achievers are like, I'll just knock out a few emails while I'm in bed. No, I'll hell fucking to the note. Because then I won't trade my, a couple my stocks because like, China's open. One more email. You, know? you got one more one in you. More you time. got one more. <laughs> and one don't more you email. quit. You do not no. quit. The screens. <laughs> no. One more email. There's a little guy in your brain just going, one more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One more time. Send it. It's just like the little Gmail like icon. Yes. It's just a little paper clip from Microsoft. Microsoft. Hi, you that was mean, so weird. Did you mean to send one more email? Wait, okay, so that's the first one. So yeah, so the first one, and it's basically just like, yeah, it's having a little bit of a boundary because like the email will always be there tomorrow, and See, that's and it, that's it. The boundaries, but the screens are is one. like the screen also like has what it's like the blue light. So your eyes basically you like read it and like translate that as actual daylight. So your body just doesn't make the serotonin that it needs to, and the um. What's the M1 that people take? Melatonin? Yeah, the melatonin. Oh, I snort a bunch of that before I go to bed. Just oh, crush yeah. that That's up. it. That's my second one. That's it. Daylight. Snorting. I'm just kidding. No, my second Snorting one right now, because like I'm in these like accelerated classes, and it's just, and I'm still <sighs> finishing up my track competition season, and it's just a lot. This is, this is, there's no science behind this. This is just a comfort thing that makes me feel better. And this is, there's a screen in my room, but I will bring my laptop in and watch an episode of Seinfeld. I've oh, seen each episode yo. about six or seven. I love yes, it. She does that. She'll watch like Roseanne. Yeah, She'll it's like, Oh, Roseanne's a go. Uh, Frasier, Crane. It, doesn't yeah. Roseanne just make you feel like, it like brings yeah. me back to childhood. No, my, it makes yeah. me feel like everything's okay. Like when Roseanne's like, on in the background, I'm like, everything's cool. It's just relaxing. My like, parents I'm would so watch Seinfeld. No, but it takes yeah. you back yeah. to that. It takes you back to that time when we really didn't have a lot of the things we have now. And exactly. it was like families was like dinner and people were in and out and you don't have that anymore. Well, and like, the problems in those sitcoms too are not complex no, problems. You I know? found There's out layers to the story. Right. Like, yeah, on I don't have to dissect this. Like, oh, okay. The TV in my bedroom, I've turned down the brightness and the black light. I've like adjusted the color settings. So it's like super I dark. I turn the brightness all the way down. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you can just hear it. 
Yeah. And then like sometimes See, but I don't know how people do that. Like Jeff does that. When I travel with Jeff, Jeff's one of our partners at this company. Uh, I wouldn't say, hey, not Jeff. A, hey, Jeff. Rest in peace, Jeff. Oh, Jeff listens, Sorry, right? No, yeah. <laughs> if he were here right now, he'd be like, oh my God. You, like, rest in peace, where are we going? Those, he's one of those like- the I hope you're happy, resting in peace right now, but- Oh, he's yeah. resting for <laughs> he sure. He would have taken it he's that probably way. Like three. Yeah, do you have a really happy uncle? <laughs> Got him. No, he's like the greatest family member. He's like, you, you would immediately fall in love. He's the best. Uh, but when he travels, he's a pain in the ass. Uh, and one of the things he does is uh, he cargo shorts. And he's, uh, he does. That's the kind of job. That's a, you know, that's a staple for yeah, a lot of men. But he's 55 and five, guys. Like, give him fucking some slack. Yeah, he you guys have two kids. No. He's 55. The pockets carry everything he needs. Yeah. Thank he, you. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's about function now. Not Nothing else I don't matters. I think he's ever put anything in a cargo. I okay. bet you he you has. don't know that. I oh. bet you he has. Point is, Jeff is <laughs> Jeff is the best. He's quirky, and when he travels, he's one of those guys where like you'll be chilling. You're like, all right, lights out. Like, let's turn. He'll be like, no, 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 dude. I just gotta watch. I just gotta he have it. it. Put Sports Center on. Yeah. So one time we we're in this hotel, and I don't remember where we were, and uh, it was when the U.S. Uh, women's hockey team was playing, and they they beat. I don't know. It was oh, a big game. Russia or China. Yeah, it was a big game. Canada. Canada. They, beat, they beat Canada. One of the other hockey countries. Yeah, I think it was Canada. <laughs> a cold country. Um, and we were in Minneapolis, so it made it even more like, like oh, fuck Canada. Because yeah. 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 <laughs> we were close to the border. It's I don't know. Yeah. 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 Let's go. But Jeff is one of those guys where he like, he had the TV on. I'm like struggling because well, I'm, Rhonda lets me I'm, more, I'm borderline autistic, so sensory things are hard for me. Yeah. Uh, and oh, he's you're got, neurodivergent. You could do it's Paralympics. A spectrum. Yeah. I'm a mess. Catch him on season two oh, of Love on the Spectrum. He could go in the Olympics. Okay, yeah, can I, I finish this fucking her. story? I got diabetes. Can I be in the Olympics? Because no, of- you can't. Damn it. <laughs> it's not a disability. <laughs> All right, tell me about Uncle Jeff. It doesn't matter. Watching hockey. <laughs> we just had to shut down a non-disability over here. He'd have the TV on and he would fall asleep and then be like, I have to have it on. No, but he My- fights <laughs> you though. He fights. He fights the like... I was trying to say that for 10 minutes. Like, turn it down. Uh, and wait, wait, hold on, hold on. And he will. You see how it feels? It's horrible, isn't it? You do it to me all day. It, he will, he'll fight that whole thing, though. Like, where you're like, no, you're not. You're asleep. I can hear you snoring. I was, I was just about to finish that. The, the score's up to this. And you're like, just put it's it on. It's soothing for him. He just needs, like, the sound and the lights. That's you know? what that's I like. I'm little, not watching We're, like, little babies, and they put the little light thing above <laughs> they you. They want a mobile. Yeah, he's, that's his mobile. The TV mobile. Little golf tees. <laughs> golf balls going around. Little sports center. Little cigars. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. We should make Jeff a mobile for the new office with golf tees and cigars. That Ironically, around. he says that when he goes to sleep, he thinks about playing the he last time he played golf. He'll go through each hole, and that's what puts him to sleep. Yeah, my mom was a teacher, and she likes to think of all of the kids' names in her classes as it goes through in the years, oh, and that's how she falls asleep. I love sleeping skills for every, Sometimes I'll do a whole stand-up routine in my when I'm spiraling with anxiety at two o'clock in the morning. This is fun. I did. Right now, I don't really have a lot of time. You know, time. Chris oh, was yeah. a professional stand-up. Really? He's standing up right now. Yeah, he's really good at stand-up. <laughs> You, well, I'm gonna did you ever, sets. was this I ever? I performed it a little bit in Austin, yeah, when I was really? living in Austin, yeah, but. I can't see that. You're just so <laughs> contained and quiet. It just seems hard. Like, you yeah. could never get yeah, up. I don't, see, I I don't like, see you as a stand-up. What? <laughs> Wait, what? No, that, that was you. No. Was no, she did. Shitty fucking. I'm no. Just <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for standing up for me. Yeah. Oh. oh. Hey. Yeah. He's a real stand-up guy. <laughs> Wait, you did stand up? Uh, yeah, briefly. Give us your best briefly. three minutes. Yeah, oh, tell us a shit. joke. Isn't that the worst? Oh, God, the worst. I mean, I was like, well, okay. <laughs> no, don't, don't. 
<laughs> dance set up and punchline. Yeah, that's what my boyfriend's from Italy. My family. I jump right Italian. now. And they'll be like, talk Italian. I'm like, perform. Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> do the Wait, performance. so so you did stand up? Did you do clubs? Did you? Do... I mean, I did um like cafe a, road dog, a couple times in Austin, and I did uh, I did do the Hollywood Improv. Wow. My, my manager, my first ever was on the Hollywood Improv. I did a like game show stand up thing and. Uh, I was like, I'm not nervous. I drank so much whiskey, I puked on my shoes. Like, I'm at Flo, I'm at Flo from Progressive. Flo from Progressive loved me. My manager's like, Flo loves you, dude. I'm like, that's not her name at all. Can I get a deal? <laughs> I was like, do you need a new? So you new wait. You got so nervous, you puked on your shoes. Yeah. Well, it was at the end. I mean, I finished the set. I'm not. I'm a professional. I'm not a bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a pussy. What do I fucking look like? Because I did in the parking lot. Like any self-respecting. <laughs> like a comic? champion. Like a real comic, dude. She parked from the parking lot. Exactly. Did dumb. you actually do like time, like three minutes? minutes or four minutes of material like five minutes yeah they're all pretty much five well my like the hollywood oh. improv one i think i did like so what's the minutes. deal with cancer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting you didn't, do, you didn't do cancer jokes did no, you I didn't do, no i did a lot of disability jokes you know a lot that's of that's fair what was what was one of them um there is let's see what's i mean usually i'll do like a lot of stories like when i like one of the most recent ones i'm trying to remember and this i feel like now is gonna get me in trouble but whatever i'm always i in love trouble. a good cancellation there's a uh i feel like so i have a personal like theory that I feel like a lot of the like the T part of the LGBTs are like very anti disabled disability and they're just because they're like this isn't a disability and you're like what do you how do you feel about disability you don't have to tell me because you clearly made it very abundantly <laughs> clear right there so I remember like one of my jokes I was like Listen, and this has probably grown since then, which is kind of crazy. There's 52 Just plus let it, let it rip. different gender categories. You're amongst I can't. Over 50. I can't. And listen, I was like, I... I'm just not going to... I'm not going to memorize all those names because honestly, if you guys don't have enough... I don't know, gall enough courage to even build a ramp for me to get in the fucking building. Like, I'm not going to like bow down to the genders. Like I'm not like, we can't even get access into it. So like, I'm not going to, that's not so. important to me. Um, and I mean, I guess like one of my favorites, I told like some stories from like when I competed at Rio, like there was a, um, there was a, an Egypt show. The food was disgusting. The food is always disgusting at, at Olympics and Paralympic games. If you guys don't hear about yeah, they it, they just served McDonald's, right? I mean, so they had McDonald's. So McDonald's, McDonald's was the awesome. best. Yeah, I was about McDonald's to say. was yeah. the savior of the games. McDonald's really should That's have gotten what the you gold get when medal. You win. <laughs> so the cafeteria people were like, uh, by the end of the week, I was like, I am gonna shit my pants if I push out the blocks too hard. Like this food is so bad. And like, I'm in the call tattoo. I'm like, is anybody else going to shit? And everybody's like, yeah, dude, we all, like everybody was sick. We all lost so much weight. So every single day, the Wait, line. was the food like, like traditional I mean, just, food or is there just, like steak on like, a stick? It's how, I mean, like it's like any cafeteria, you have to feed masses and masses of people an abundance of food because we're all athletes. We're all starving all the time. And it's just constant. You just have to constantly, like constantly spaghetti. have food for people. Yeah, exactly. Just like, just bad like summer camp style but oh. Brazilian and like the, they like left the fruit out I think that's what got me oh. with some old papaya man that shit broke me but every single day the line to McDonald's would get longer and longer because the breakfast was inedible it, that part was inedible so like we even had a strategy like you've sweets in the Olympic Village so a girl like from every day we would each take turns like somebody would go stand in line and I was in line at one point and um a woman in a wheelchair was trying to, she was trying to cut the line. Okay. She was trying to cut me in okay. line at McDonald's. And I was like, listen. And this is off campus. You're this, like. No, this is, well, no, it's in the village. They have McDonald's in the village. Um, Cause you're not really like, they're like, you can't leave. But I lived in South America for a year, uh, like a few years before. So I was like, peace out. Like Uber <laughs> works here. So I'm going to be good. But the food was free at McDonald's. So that's really what was important. So we're in line at McDonald's. This woman's trying to cut me. And like, as a disabled person, I respect somebody 
moving to the front of the line because we've been through, we don't get many perks, but the few we do get, I, I respect. Not today though, because this is the Paralympics. And like, so she was like trying to cut me in line. And finally I was like, no, you can't cut me. And she didn't speak like very much English, but she knew enough to get by. She was like, I'm handicapped. Okay. And I was like, okay, gal, you sitting in your wheeled throne right now cannot, you need to go to the back, dude, because I have to stand. I have it harder right now. I'm yeah, yeah. You're wheeled thrown. No. Get out. Get I'm out. Get out of here. Wow. Welcome. So, yeah, exactly. You're like, do you know where you are? Like, we're all. Are you sure where you we're know? We're all handicapped. <laughs> That's actually the prerequisite to get here. Yeah. So. Yeah. You needed to have that confirmed before you <laughs> gained entry to this I love place. that there's, an, there's a McDonald's in the Olympic Village. I don't think they were the sponsor for 2021, but they were, like, historically the sponsors for, like, Years and years and years and years. When I think athleticism, I think, think Mickey D's. I think a Big Mac. I think yeah. a McRib. Yeah, McRib Flea all the way. Fish. Did Chris yeah. just, oh God! Oh. <laughs> yeah, you went there. You went. Chris just goffed at us. Oh. He goffed at us. He goffed at us, dude. You said you had to leave by four thirty. <laughs> He's not even an athlete anymore. Yeah, probably around four thirty. Okay. Those are fighting Ish. words. Ish. We have fifteen minutes left with the legendary Marty McFly. <laughs> What Back you, from the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why did you give stand up up? Um, mostly she time. wasn't funny. And also, I don't like saying up that way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it struck, there it is. I was what plenty funny. <laughs> kick his I ass. was plenty funny. <laughs> Can you, do you know how to leg kick? Can you leg kick Maddie? Do she I just hit kick? me with her leg, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like a baseball bat. Just <laughs> kick my ass. That'll be a high kick. So did you, I'm not so much to I'm beat not if you beat my me leg up. on him. After, oh. the, after the puking, did you try to, did you give it another go? Oh yeah. No, I mean, that was my first one. So I uh, did a little bit more in Austin, but like it mostly, I just like, this is, is like, this is going to sound so weird. Out. It's way too late. First of all. And like, and then when you're like, when you're like bottom of the barrel, bitch, like you have to like either go really, really late or like, you know, I was just not like, and I'm, I'm still training and like, this is most like, comedy is done too. that. It's like, you do shows at a, at a, you're right. It's either like 4 PM at a, cafeteria that's like an eatery that's not comedy paying attention that's not comedy that's assault you're literally telling jokes that some guy is just trying to get fucking eat a panini in between fucking like we're on a date and you're like stop talking about your dick my girlfriend (laughs) said we're best friends i drew dicks on her face you're like this guy's not laughing what a piece of shit and you start getting like it's fucking it's not comedy because how many times now like is it non performer where you've gone you've gone into a restaurant and you see like either live music or a comic and you're like god damn it. yeah i asked me sat <laughs> far like, away I from dude these. i went to houston to see my family and i was like <laughs> sir i was like by the third breakfast brunch which they love oh, in texas, texas i was yeah. like will you guys stop playing fucking like stop putting bands up here or playing fucking dave matthew songs <laughs> in like a country version of it i'm so sick of the music like, i can't stand i feel, I feel like, like i was like being waterboarded i feel like a fucking like i was at guantanamo i was like stop playing wow. music i'll at tell me. you everything yeah stop playing <laughs> heavy metal while I eat, I eat this I oversized brunch. Like just confessing the shit you Fucking don't even know. calm down. <laughs> four, four, seven, two. <laughs> it was all outside too. I was like, I'm sweaty and all I've heard oh, is God. B-side Dave Matthews songs for three days. That's, like, a, I, that's the shit and I'm like, I had to finally tell my, my mom loves live music. She's from Texas. I think and like, and I finally tell her, I was like, I don't like fun, I guess. Cause like that shit is so <laughs> annoying. So that's why I stopped comedy. I don't like fun. Yeah, it's fucking obnoxious. <laughs> I don't like fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's too late. And I, I mean, I started, I had like done my first like, I joined a writing class due to some like, you know, light depression that sports give you sometimes. And then, um, I still, I just kept training. So like the way that my training schedule works out is that it does not jive well with, uh, the comedy schedule system. Yeah. 
What yeah. do you so do Maddie, for fun? Do you know Maddie too was uh, his real talent is in comedy? We came we came up sort of together. Yeah. So Chris we did a bunch of like funnier die videos that oh, got nice. that blew up. Um, yeah. He found me at a film festival. He's like, "Yo, I'm a comedian. Let's make some videos." And the was next it a film he's festival? Like, Let's it practice. Was, no, it was a garlic <laughs> show. Let's go into the garage. Because uh, I was making because I wrote a film. I would like. Oh shit! Yeah, I uh, was doing stand up and uh, doing shows, and then I was like, I would love to do a movie, and then wrote this film. <laughs> And realized, you know, uh, I was like, I'll just produce it myself and that'll I'll raise easy. the money. What? Because that'll be easy. I'll just do the whole. Yeah, I'm fucking retarded when it comes to <laughs> under. Uh, like, That's a button. Overestimating yeah. the ability. That's uh, like, I feel like my also my specialty. Delusional. Like, I'll just do that. Yeah, but, no, you, but, but you need that to be successful. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> but part, of the reason, part of the reason this company started is because I was raising money. So my background was in finance. So my first company was 27. I write this film doing comedy Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or 28. I don't know. Uh, I hate hearing about people being successful in their twenties, but it's jealousy. Yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, don't worry. I'm 32. <laughs> We're just killing it. I hope here. you failed at some point. <laughs> so I write this film and I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to raise my, the money myself and just produce it. And, um, it was like Greg Niemer. And his, yeah. Anyways, I was like making these calls. I was like, uh, all these contacts I had, I get into the head office down at AXA, like one of the largest companies in the world and pitching this guy, uh, who's a big deal. And he goes, a true story. He goes, you know what, man, I can't recommend this to clients because FINRA SEC, all the stuff he goes, but I got a guy invest in almost everything and you're going to love him. He calls this Jeff. Ca- like he calls, calls Jeff. He's yeah. He calls Jeff. Jeff. He pulls cargo his cell phone out of his cargo yeah. pants. Cargo <laughs> Jeff. And what do you think? Did you, Jeff answered the phone. He was like, what? I can't wait. He I goes, love movies. <laughs> no, uh, I forget the guy's name. He was like, um, Hey buddy. Oh, he goes, dude, I got this guy. He's a real sharp kid. who's making this movie. Jeff took the meeting on the spot. Was like, of course. And then that's he Jeff was our first investor. So I just stayed in touch with Jeff. Oh, we love Jeff. Yeah. yeah. We should still make that movie someday, bro. Let me punch up the script. Can we just, I'll edit it, dude. Star in it. I thought it yeah. th- like, th- you know how long that movie yeah. took me to write? It took yeah. a long time. <laughs> the do- And Gina, and, the and I spent like six hours a day on it. Yeah. It takes forever to write movies. Wait, you, okay. That's so my degree. One dude. thing you just said that is super interesting and uh, we've talked about it with other athletes is how depressing being like growing up an athlete can be. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's yeah. no like, there's no like continuing ed. Like Way to bring it down, bro. No, it's important. <laughs> no, 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 it's, no, no, it's a crazy topic. It's it's I talk about it all the time. We work with athletes, uh, everyone in this room, except Maddie. What's up? No, you were a tennis guy. No, I was a marching band. <laughs> <laughs> marching band is sick as fuck. That's why I'm a DJ, yeah. bro. Yo, I so, at the computer. So we, we had this conversation a lot. Watching bands cool. I was, I was center snare though. I was like cool, like. Oh, not snare. So we have this. We've had this talk a lot though. Like when people, when the end happens, or because you're so driven by results and success. Yeah. And they're so immediate, which is probably why you were drawn to comedy. It's why I was drawn to comedy. It was like this immediate reaction. Feel laughing. Immediate like, gratification. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Well, sports uh, is so such funny. Sports is sports. Sports. Sports, <laughs> sports is such long-term gratification. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He told me I had to gobble in my goblin. Okay, hold on. So you said you you've went through some depression at a certain point. Right. Was it because like? So my biggest, so my beef with sports is like the my, is, <laughs> my biggest beef with sports is sports as a business. <laughs> sports is a business. That yeah. was my issue. So like. So I saw so like, for example, so I'm even doing this whole sports. So my sports psychology whole track, like basically came from spite. 
Okay. I was like, oh, you guys are damaging people a lot. I'm really bad. <laughs> I'll join Dude, in. Dude, shit. I don't I was like, well, because I wanted to be in the sport industry at some capacity, but then I was like, not with you. <laughs> Woo! And um, I had had such a good experiment, experience, experiment and experience with She's my drunk, sports psych. Bro. I know, off my brain juice. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, so 2016, this happened. So I'm like, these are also crazy stories. So 2016, 20, so I started doing track in 2011. I get my ass kicked, but I'm in my first Paralympic race. And I was like, I came in, I was a D1 athlete. I was, and I was like on a non-disabled team. I'm like, oh, these bitches ain't shit. Like I'm going to run and, and kick everybody's ass. And like, I got smoked and I was like, oh shit. Here's damn. your humble pie. Damn. Yeah. Those girls with no legs are really fast. Um, so then I start actually formalizing training and I, cause I was like, this is not how this ends for me. I started long jumping after two years in 2013 and cause I avoided it. Cause I was like, mm, yucky dirt. Um, but, uh, but that's, I know that's the jumping in sand. I finally yeah, got it. it. It's jumping in I sand. Got yep, it now. It's the one Okay. jumping in because uh, I didn't want to. I was ew. like, mm, yucky. But uh, it turns out like with my gymnastics background from cheerleading, it translated really well. And I'm just like not after 60 meters, like I'm tired. Like I'm not that fast. <laughs> I'm like, so, I mean, I'll run the hundred, but I'm not the best. Rather just the jump once. So I run about 30 meters and jump into the sand very far. And like, you know, it's over. Carry on with my life. And, um, and so I had started, like I'd moved and joined this like professional training program. I was living in Phoenix and then 2016 trials comes around. I win. And they don't select me for the team. And like, I was crushed, but Paralympics has like a different selection procedure, which in my opinion, there is room for improvement. And I, like that. I, that was I was like, um, I decided to have like an eat, pray, love summer. Cause I was like, mm, Paralympics are canceled. So I like traveled. I went to what Italy and saw some family, oh came back to Colorado. My parents like had divorced by this point. So like had to repair some relationships. And then, um, went, I lived in Argentina. So like went back to Argentina cause I have like family and friends there. And then, wow. um, I got a call. I had a bunch of calls. I'm like, you know, I talked some mild shit like when I didn't make the team because it was crushing. Maybe. And that's what you do on Facebook. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you lash out. In 2016, yeah. <laughs> they were your dirty laundry. So I, I had said. like a bunch of calls from the director of athletics and I was like, oh shit, do I need a lawyer? Like, oh no. <laughs> so I, she's like, call me as soon as you can. So I call her and she's like, this is 2016. She's like, have you heard about Russia? And I was like, no, in what's that? In general? Yeah, I was like, I'm familiar with I've geography. Heard yeah. Um, is that a book? Yeah. Russia. It is it on TV? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Netflix? I only have Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I don't Ew. have Paramount Plus, but it's Ew. growing up. Um, she was like, she's like, no, have you heard about the sanction with Russia? And I was like, no, everything, I haven't heard shit because I'm actively trying to not hear anything about anything I mean, right pasta. Now. You've crushed me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you interrupted Candy Crush. Um, and she's like, they, the Russian athletes are not competing in Rio. Right now we have one spot. Do you want to go? And I was like, can I call you back? Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Cause like I hadn't been training and I had just been like, you know, like eating the yeah. pasta and drinking all the wine and um, your best life. I decided to go. Most people train before they go to the Paralympics. <laughs> <She's been eating laughs> I, but I went and I made finals and it was an amazing experience. And so like, I was like, all right, Tokyo, like it's on like Donkey Kong bitch. Like it's on. <laughs> so I last year, a whole pandemic, yada, yada, yada. Um, What's that? But it was good because, you know, I'm not usually on time to most things anyway. So I was like, that's fine. <laughs> this, we'll do it. This we'll is a delayed. You were today. Um, and uh, yeah, no. Oh, wow. as, in my professional life, I try to be. As an athlete, I'm like, 9.30, see you at 10.15. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an athlete, fuck exactly. off. Exactly, but in my professional life, I'll show up. Um, and then Tokyo happened. I go to trials. I win. 
they don't select me. And they told me, they were like, same thing. They were like, you, they, right now we only have 26 women on the team. You are number 27. Because you end up competing against every woman, every category, every event. And then they just go down the list of percentages. But like, these are people like the wheelchair athletes can compete at, from, they can compete in all these events. They can do the 100 all the way through the marathon. But because of my disability class and because I'm a woman, I only have two events. The 100, which of course. I suck at. And then long jump, which I'm really good at. Um, but they only take your score from the trial event as well. There's a bunch of issues with trials, you know, again, COVID, yada, 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 like the runway, but just whatever. So I was just like, I cried on Instagram to try to get on that Tokyo team. They're like, something's going to happen. Keep training, Lacey, keep training. Something's going to happen. Something always happens. And I was like, you're right. It did. It happened for me in Rio. So I'm going to be ready. And so like Tokyo, like comes and goes and like and, and then athletes are testing positive for COVID. athletes had left with COVID so I was like surely you're gonna replace people and they're like we're not replacing anybody I was like oh that's peculiar that makes sense um okay and yeah it just like really soul crushed the shit out of me so Rio I had started doing like the comedy writing classes but then Tokyo I was like I want to be a part of the solution because like I'm not my story is not unique in that I finished fifth best in the world last year and they didn't take me to Tokyo so like I lost money I lost contracts I lost like metal opportunities like they lost money like I mean so it just doesn't it was just so painful and destructive and terrible that I was like I want to do something that is going to enhance an athlete's experience and also like help them like when their time is done like I wanted to retire after Tokyo I keep like I keep being good enough to not retire, which is annoying because now my dad's my coach. So he's like, you can't, we're not done yet. I'm literally going to attract me after this. And I was like, I would love to be done, man. I'd love my time back to be honest. I guess so much I need to do, but, um, I'm like lucky enough. I can still compete and like get like, like the health insurance benefits from USOPC and just like random stuff that you need as an adult now, which is not that sexy. Cause like our stipend yeah. is like cute. It's not helpful. Um, <laughs> but I mean, athletes leave the sport like three ways. Like you retire either like on your own will by injury or by being forced out. And like a lot of those, like a lot of those ways you're pushed out, like there are no coping skills. Like, and when you have right. devoted and not your taught life, either to no. anybody. And when you've devoted your life and you have to make yourself valuable to a system outside of you constantly proving yourself. And then when they just decide, even when you are your best, they're like, nope, we changed the rules. Like hard you to decided you're done. Exactly. And it's just like, when you've spent like the majority of your adult life, cause you technically don't have any other skills. Like you don't like, you're not equipped with anything else. Like the services they provide are like not super helpful. And it's just like, you're, you've put your so much value into one aspect of yourself that it can be like really damaging. And I don't know. I just, I got problems with like an industry that like uses its labor force as its product as well. And like that for me, I was like, I, I'm, I'm out with you guys, but like, I will help people like on my own because this, no more. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Yeah. You all, cause you're just used for there. Yeah. I mean, what other industry besides like the only thing I can think of is politics where like your product is also your labor force. Like, yeah. like how do you benefit off of like you make money from people making you from the same people making you money. Like, and then you do nothing. This Zero I was things. like, maybe no, this yeah. does not work for me. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree with this. That's, so how do you want to change? What is your... So, and I mean, like, all this to say, too, like, this is just the Paralympic spectrum, which, like, most people have not heard about Paralympics. I like to say disability. We 
have a terrible marketing. Like we, people think Paralympics. <laughs> you guys is, need the kale, folks. <laughs> oh, the yeah, whoever, right, whoever did kale, kale should this get is on that. Brian Regan joke about <laughs> yeah. cranberry. He's like that. Cran guys and everything. Cran raz. Cran. Yeah, you need <laughs> that, that marketing. Cran guys too. everywhere. That cran, that cran guys and everything. You know what's crazy too is one of my good friends was in the uh, uh, judo gold medalist. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, watching him go For through Olympics or Paralympics. Paralympics. Okay, cool. He's basically blind. Yeah, it's blind. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be like blind. Yeah, he's <laughs> one. He's one. Can't get caught seeing. <laughs> no, but, no, I thought it was like like. But why is it? I, there's a I, range of visual impairment. Yeah, yeah there's a range. Um, <laughs> can't get caught. He's seeing. won like three Olympic medals. He's yeah. a G. Oh, cool. And to see just how much hard work he's put into it, and how much little they like get, such minimal and, return. Because that's the thing is, I'm like, this is Paralympics. Like, we kind of had a good contract for Tokyo through Toyota, which. I saw nothing of, but uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I drive a Mazda. Happy Toyota. I'm, I'm not mad, I'm not I mad about it. I have a Prius. That was the thing too. I was like, y'all motherfuckers. I support you. Yeah, I drive a Rav Four. Let's go. <laughs> yes, my dad calls those Ravas. Ravas. Um, Rava Fa. Rava. What is um, it about dads in their seventies who just, just make not, up words? Just not able to say the name of yeah, the, like, the actual name. Uh, They'll think, say like Warsher, and you're like, it's not a fucking Warsher. Early on, said dementia. Who taught you? <laughs> yeah. No, but her dad does that. He just makes shit up. No, I'm not. No more new words. Yeah, no more. I'm done with words. <laughs> Fuck you, words. I know, but so that's words the thing. It's like, this is just Paralympics, but it's also like I think it's a reflection. So it's nice that you know Paralympics because most people I have to give an education and be like, it means parallel to the Olympics, not paraplegic Olympics. People don't know that. Whatever. Um, but uh, I mean, but there's so many sports that are like Paralympics in the sense that like these people are not getting good contracts. Like, like people that play professional lacrosse bless their little hearts my mama was nerds, yeah, oh, nerds. professional lacrosse players professional rugby players get zero dollars i feel like and just brain injuries and like <laughs> you and know he was a professional uh, I, I looked at 15s uh yeah no oh. college and then yeah okay she yeah, had yeah. more research he played, than you he played 15 no i, I have F a, no, 15s, one, of, one yeah. of my best friends is from new zealand so i have to know yeah yeah, all yeah. Blacks, you know one of my yeah, teammates yeah, yeah. 13 <laughs> yeah no uh yeah 15s we played sevens though too um Sprinting, baby. Yeah, oh, fuck. Shit. I remember Lots my first. Se I remember my first fuck sevens that. tournament after like partying all summer and oh. wide open on the pitch, and I like just stopped. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. That was a tough. <laughs> you know, I like I'm not gonna make it. Like, you, you can collapse on the pitch, and like they just bring the at to you, and they just play around uh, you. Yeah, while yeah, you. Yeah, I love that. It. Yeah, I love fuck that it. About it. It's just an obstacle. Yeah, exactly. They're it's, like, uh, adds fun to the field. Don't worry about him. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Just walk over. But like, how many? MMA, like fighters, like so many people play sport at a professional level, which is such a cute name because it's like, where is the money? Where's the money? Right. No, but I think <laughs> okay, even more so importantly, like chooses? our whole lives were geared, like bred for this thing. And if you're not LeBron or you don't like really crush it, uh, there's no fallback plan. No. Like there's no education. There's no secondary, like, Hey, like I remember I like, there's even high school guys or college guys that I know who went in depression because it's like, your whole life was this thing. Yeah. Well, collegiate your, 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 your entire yeah. focus. And then, yeah, even if you got through college and got a degree, you're still like, you still feel empty when you leave. You're like, now what? Well, especially at the NCAA level, because you like get a degree like for decoration. You really give the school your labor and <laughs> athletics. Which is changing. We just talked yeah. about this on another podcast about yesterday. Yeah, how the NCAA sort of changed some of those rules, which for I think NIL is- the NIL rule, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Just a bit awesome. outside, check it out. No, but even those network. guys, even those guys, if let's say you even have moderate success in college, you get paid a little bit. And then that's over and you, that that's going to stop. No one's going to want your autograph mm -hmm. anymore if you don't mm -hmm. go to the league or unless you're like a hometown legend, but even that dies off. Yeah. There's still like well, a the, void. There's a void that it's hard to fill for athletes that like, 
you get so used to that outside validation and honestly yeah. validation is a hell of a drug baby. it is yes. addictive no but wouldn't you also say <laughs> when you also say like, it's also that thing like where business is harder like there's definitely direct inputs and we only have a few more minutes there's definitely direct inputs in business that give you direct feedback but sometimes in business it's so obscure some days you just don't get that direct feedback yeah. and i think what what being Especially an athlete taught us is athlete, like though. you could go to practice and have a good or bad practice and you go home and you go, it was good or bad. I put in the effort. I feel tired. Sometimes life isn't like that. It's yeah. just these like long drawn out days of nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the void we're always though. trying to fill yeah. and why we're over Like you're trying to fill the fucking anxiety. I think that's why I do 11 D things. So every day I'm just like, just <laughs> it, it can't catch you if you keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Find me exactly. well, as a, as me. a, like as a former athlete, though, you all you want is that, like, I want to win at this. Yeah. I, I needed to win. But and, you need immediate and, feedback. Right. Well, the thing is, yeah. I won. I, I, that's, I, everything well, paid off. I win. There's, like, this false narrative that happens in sports where it's, like, if you work hard enough, it's going to pay off. Really? No, and you're, like, <laughs> yeah. no, the hell it won't. And, like, no. but that's also in business and in life. Like, if you work hard enough. No one will notice. And you know the right people <laughs> and you know them well enough. <laughs> yeah. Then things could potentially, maybe, if there is sort an of. economic recession, Good luck. <laughs> May the odds ever be in your favor. I mean, I guess like, you know, the whole idea is it's like, where, where can you find value outside of like the traditional aspect? Because otherwise it is soul crushing. It's crazy. It's an incredible void. And it has to be to enjoyment. Fill. And yeah. that's like for me right now, like right now I just like, am really enjoying hanging out with my dad. I'm about to, I have to work that's this dope. track meet and then jump at the end because that's how track is sometimes. Yeah. I was going like, to ask, know. what do you do for fun? Um, or jump. Uh, I was like, well, you know, they have seltzers with electrolytes now. So <laughs> snow melts. Shout out to snow melt. That's free. Just, you can delete that. Um, no, I mean, shut it. Soda. I mostly just like, it. I mostly just like read and like sit in the sun in my house. Cause everything is exuberantly expensive. And again, I'm like, mm, it's loud when I go to bars. Now. <laughs> I don't like the floors. Like, come out tomorrow. <laughs> I'll put you on guest list. Okay. All right. Um, I won't. Well, it, <laughs> it was so good to have you. What a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah you're um, hilarious. Thank you're you awesome. so much. Yeah, you're oh, rad. Um, really that was so this much is the fun. funniest podcast we've ever had, dude. Yeah, a oh, lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks, much. You know. um, good luck with dad tonight. Oh, appreciate it. Do you want to tell anyone where to find you or like, yeah, uh, my Instagram, you got anything going on? Yeah, my Instagram is Lacey is your friend. Um, Twitter is Lace is your friend. You know, this was my old AIM screen name. But yeah, it's yeah. Strong. The little buddy in the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your away message? Um, yeah, I, my website's Lacey J. Henderson. And I guess, I mean, those are probably the strongest ways to find the strongest and best ways. Okay. I like the strongest ways. Let's, let's stay with the strongest ways. What's the weakest way to find you? <laughs> well, Lacey, signals. seriously, yeah. yeah, this was so fun. You're the best. This Thank was amazing. Yeah, let's yeah, get you. We, if you ever want a podcast, we'll produce this. Yes. For real.